Hey everyone, welcome to the season finale of Trying to See Something with Taylor McCarley. If you've been keeping up this season, then you already know that this song that's played on my intro and outro is called We Can Make It by Dayon Green, featuring account. That song is available on all streaming platforms, so go ahead and add that to your music playlist, breakup playlist, wherever you find it most fitting. <laughs> Once again, the name of the song is We Can Make It by Dayon Green. And speaking of breakup playlists, it's no coincidence that today's topic is breakups. I have my homie David here with me to end the season on a good note and to discuss this topic. So as we all know, breakups can be tough. I feel like most times one person struggles with it more than the other. The healing time always varies depending on the person and situation, but I low-key have my own science about that one. So we're going to discuss how long you should wait before getting back in these streets after dealing with the breakup, what the communication with the ex should look like post-breakup, or if it should exist at all. And we'll also get into if closure is always necessary or if it's even a real thing. But before we get into that, I want to welcome David on the podcast and allow him to introduce himself. You can share what you do, what you like to do, whatever you want to share. The only thing that's mandatory is letting the people know which character you're most like on Think Like a Man. All right. The name's Stone from the UK, right outside of Wales. Um... Spend a lot of time, especially right now during the pandemic and everything, spend a lot of time on my computer, you know, developing, coding and everything like that, uh, doing web development, making websites, web pages, web apps and stuff like that. I'm trying to get into mobile stuff too. So that's pretty much what I'm doing right now, pandemic wise. Uh, if it wasn't a pandemic, probably it will be, I don't know, I spend a lot of time working out. I work in collegiate athletics. Down at my school, Mason, I ran a track there. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Um, as far as the character on Think Like a Man, I will have to say, I guess I have to go with Michael Ealy. I mean, I have a lot of dreams, a lot of things that I want to accomplish. And I feel like he was the character that I can most likely, you know, relate to. So yeah, I'm going to just go with that. <laughs> All right, guys, this one will be a good one. So everybody sit back, turn the volume up, and get ready as we try to see something. So let's start this episode off by discussing closure. I had Leroy on earlier this season, and he said men don't want closure. Do you agree with his statement? Do men want closure? Yeah. He said, I was like, what's wrong with closure? He was like, he don't want no closure. He going to holler at you. Like, he don't believe in closure. Or he said men, for the most part, don't really believe in closure. I don't, I'm not a closure person. I don't think it's something that is necessary. I don't think, it, I don't really believe in it. So, yeah, I agree with him. I saw something on social media the other week. Like I was, I was talking to my sister, and I saw it on social media, and it's kind of ironic because I knew I was doing this episode, and it was like, closure is just you wanting a verbal explanation for some for something that they've already shown you, and it kind of makes a lot of sense. Like you don't, I think a lot of times people aren't ready to move on from the person that they're with, and so they just can't accept the fact that things are over, the person broke up with them, or whatever the case may be. And so that's why they want closure. They kind of aren't ready to move on. They kind of still want to be with that person. And so they just can't accept it. They can't admit. I think sometimes it feels better hearing it, though. Hearing as what? As to why. The why. 
But you don't need the why. The why isn't necessary. You don't know that. It might be. Why is it It could better you like, I could be in a relationship, somebody break up with me. I want to know like, yo, what was, what's the problem? Especially if it's like by surprise. I want to know. I got a few questions or whatever. Maybe that information that he gives me can help me with my next relationship. But what if he's just saying stuff just to appease you and he he doesn't really have a reason why he broke up with you? That makes it even stranger. But it doesn't help you in the long run. So he can just be lying to you. He can say, oh, I broke up because you were too clingy or, you know, whatever reason he gives you. And then in your next relationship, you're like, oh, I was too clingy, so let me change the way that I was acting in my previous relationship. Let me change my behavior. And then the next person is thrown off because you're acting a certain way. I mean, it doesn't help you if he's it lying. But it can. But, like, why are we lying, though? Why We're, like, but 25 you can't, you or can't. whatever. Like, hopefully I ain't with nobody that's going to lie to me about why they breaking but up with me. But if he's lying to you, he's lying to you. He might have another reason. He might he might find a, he might have found another girl. Okay. I don't think he'll he's tell He's not going to tell you that. Okay. And then he'll just lie to you and say, oh, we... We broke up because you was too clingy, or he'll give you a list of reasons, and none of that really applies to you. So just because somebody tells you, or you ask for something and they tell you, that don't mean it's like the truth. But I think sometimes, not all times, but I feel like sometimes the closure is real and it can help. Uh, it can definitely, it can definitely be situations where it's situational, but it's not. I don't think it's necessary. So when you all have lingering questions or whatever, you just charge it to the game, like. I mean, there are times that I have questions, but like I know that the only thing that'll really help me is me looking within myself and trying to focus on me, trying to be a better me, the best way that I know how. And I, I mean, when it's my time, that's it's gonna be my time. Your time for what? To if leave? To go? No, I mean, when it's my time to like find somebody and settle down with that person, it's gonna be my time. Like I'm not gonna force it. Oh, I mean, I'm not saying you force it. And like, sometimes I think people do the whole closure thing to like prolong the relationship. Yeah. And it's no point in doing that. If it's over, it's over. I don't believe in that. I don't think, I don't even know. I don't think closure should happen face to face. Why not? Because it usually leads to. You going to text the person? Nah, you could do a phone call or FaceTime. So what is, what does face to face lead to? Sex. It doesn't have to. You can a have a civilized of, conversation. You can just I be sitting there and talking. That's not closure, then. <laughs> that's not closure. <laughs> but that's what people think. And then they get back in the situation for the wrong reasons because they don't got self-control. And it's just I mean, a we're, toxic cycle. I mean, that's why I don't... That's one of the reasons why I don't believe in it. Because if you if it's, that's what it's going to lead to, then that's not closure. You're just with the wrong person for... Is it closure means ending it. You you don't end it by getting right back into the situation. But what if it's like something that could have been worked out? Like what? Like what's an example? All right, say you're in a relationship. You've been dating or you've been in a relationship for like two, three years. She kinda break up with you by surprise. Like how she you. how she break up with me? What do you mean? Like why or how? No, how? Like what is she like what she do? She broke up with you because she said she feel like you're not paying her enough attention or something like that. It's been a few months. You, she already spoke to you once about it. Nothing really changed. So I like not getting enough attention from you. It's over. She only spoke to me once. 
How many times she got to tell you <laughs> for you to understand? <laughs> I mean, two or three times. Third time's a charm. If I don't get <laughs> the first time, I feel like I should get at least another chance. Well, she... but I mean, if she said that and that was that was, her, that was her reason, you're not like, whoa, whoa, wait, let me see. Well, like I said, I think I deserve another chance. One is like that's kind of fast, especially after two to three years. I'm just saying, it's just a situation. I mean, if those are her reasons, I understand because she's expressed that to me before. But if it's just something out the blue, like... But even you said you want two, three chances or times of her telling you, like, she needs more attention or whatever the case is. So you wouldn't have questions or try to get her back or whatever the case is? I mean, I would. I would. I mean, I would ask questions and I would expect her to answer the questions if she doesn't want to answer the questions all right that's it she's probably moved on i'm not going to force somebody to be in a relationship that they don't want to be in i agree i think it just leads to more i mean it can lead to clarification but i think a lot of times people that want closure you don't even get the answers that you're looking for that's the unfortunate part so it sounds like closure it sounds like closure ain't really a real thing. If you're not getting the answers you're looking for and it's going to lead to something else if you're doing it in person, that don't sound like something that people should be seeking. But sometimes it doesn't always have to be like that, though. Like, sometimes it can, like, two civil people acting like adults and having a civil conversation as to what happened. We're not my person. This isn't working out. Thanks for the experience. Peace. That's how it should be, but you should do that when you break up. You can no, communicate because, like, that. Emotions are you like, can communicate that up front. Not if it's somebody's thrown off guard. You go to a person when you're ready to break up. Like, hey, things aren't working out for X, Y, and Z reasons. I think we should just go our separate ways. You express to that person what the reasons are why you're breaking up up front. They don't have any more questions after that. That's not now, true. Now, you, you might have a conversation in that moment, but you don't need to revisit it later. This is not true. The person true. explained it to you. you if don't... you're thrown off guard, if you don't want breaking up with your girl, she's caught by surprise. Sure, in a moment, like it's shock. Like She don't have all the questions she have in her mind right then and there. She's going to go home, cry, whatever she want to do, and reflect, and like a whole bunch of questions going to pop up. Now, you're saying she shouldn't reach back out to you too. Get those answers? If a person is breaking up with you, like, by surprise, they probably got something going on behind your back. That's disrespectful. I don't think all the time. I mean, I think so. If if you think things are going well and a person just breaks up with you by surprise and you can't see it coming and you think things are going well, they got something going on behind your back. Like, normally in a relationship, I mean, this is my experience, when... You can kind of sense when things are going downhill and things are becoming stagnant. And so you know, like, things are going to be ending soon. If it's by surprise and you think everything's been going well, they got something going on behind your back. Hmm. That's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just, like, not be paying them any mind. Like, they could have been telling you, like, hey, need more attention, need more attention. It's going through one ear out the other. And now you feel like, wait, you ain't never say that to me. When really they told you, like, a bunch of times. Well, that's not that person doesn't need to be in a relationship if you're not hearing anything the other person's saying. I agree. What about so say you break up with your partner? Are you a believer of muting, blocking, and unfriending people on social media to help with the healing process? That's not me. 
I mean, I know people that have done that, but that's not me. I think it's petty. What? Why is it petty? Because I think okay, I think blocking and unfriending is petty, but muting is very is very healthy. Well, I don't know. I don't got social media like that, so I don't know how all that works. So, I mean, if the person constantly shows up on your feed, yeah, you might want to distance yourself from them and stop trying to see them pop up on your profile or whatever. But if you're going to block the person, unfriend the person, and just add them back, there's no <laughs> point. Nah, you can't, you can't add them back once they're gone. But I know people that have done that. Like, just... go through the process of blocking you. Yeah. Only to add you back a few weeks later or a few months later. They like, just want to see what, what you're doing. They're curious again. It's no... It's, <laughs> it's like, you can't... But you can't do that. Like, I'm a fan of muting people so that you don't see them pop up on your page or clicking through to see what's going on in their life. I think that's very healthy. Um, but if you think you don't have self-control and you want to block them or whatever, that's cool. But like you, like you said, you can't add them back. Wait, can you mute people on Twitter? Yeah, you can mute people on Twitter. So what? You just don't see their profile at all. You or don't what? see their tweets on your feed. But you can go to their page. You can go to their page and look. You can block them so that you can't do that. I think, but it's just about self control. Like I have self control, so if I mute you, I'm not gonna go. I well, I mean, I think muting can be a a good option. It is. Because now you're not stalking their page and like saying, oh, who they talking to or... Yeah, if you have self-control and you won't go on that person's page, yeah, that might be a good option. As it... long as they're not popping up and stuff. Yeah, it's all about the self-control. All right, so continuing on talking about prolonging relationships that are essentially over. When do you think it is appropriate to stop answering calls and text messages from an ex that is seeking closure or that is still seeking closure? Because I know some situations where the people technically broke up, but they will still call and text one one another, even if the conversation is dry, just to like, I don't know. I feel like one person is usually holding on hope, and the other person is like just stringing them along. Yeah, you got to just let it go. Immediately? Immediately. What are you doing? You got to let it go. You got to move on. Why are you still texting the person? Because they holding on to hope. Another person probably don't want to hurt his or her feelings. That's the problem. People can't let stuff go. Like I said before, <laughs> you got to accept the fact that things are over and just move on. But that's easier said than done. When feelings and emotions are involved. Like you just said self-control like two seconds ago. I mean, I agree. I mean, you I let, I let it go. Once I say what I got to say, I'm out. That's how I got to be. It's, I don't think it's any point and trying to keep communicating with the person that you just ended things with. Especially if the conversation is dry. You're not getting anything out of it. You're just wasting everybody's time. <laughs> Do you think the person that's still hitting the other person up thinks that the person is still interested because they still keep responding or keep answering? Like, Do you believe? Well, if the conversation is dry, then I would... I don't know. I feel like that's... I don't know. If the conversation is dry, I feel like nobody's really interested except the person that's going out of their way to hit that person up. The person that's holding out hope. Mm. If I'm texting you trying to have a conversation with you and you're giving me one-word answers, I'm not going to feel like you're interested. Yeah, I just know situations where they just, it's toxic. And I feel bad for people like that because like, 
Breakups suck. I think you just got to have, like, good friends to keep you busy when you're going through a breakup. Because you end up doing stupid stuff. Like, keep reaching out. You need to have friends. Well, that's what you be doing? Keep reaching out? That Did you not hear what I said <laughs> earlier? <laughs> I said I stop. I don't, I don't. I think I'm too prideful anyway. Like, I'm not about to keep reaching out. Yeah, I don't do that. I have self-control. Man, I don't do that. I might. Now, in the past, if it was like, if I was talking to an ex, not talking to an ex, but if I had an ex and it was like her birthday or something, or she had like an accomplishment or whatever, I would hit her up just like to wish her happy birthday or say whatever I had to say, but I'm not trying to have a conversation with the person. So after the thank you, that's it? You don't respond back? Mm. Because I know some people... They hit you up around the holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever, to start yeah, a little Yeah, and then combo. you say thank you, and then they be like, "How's the so family?" How, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like, no, <laughs> no, you just need to end it right there. But I also think like people who like hold on to that hope, like they still hit you up after it's been talked, like it's over. I've been in a situation where I was the person that kept getting hit up, and I knew that he would keep hitting me up. You got a block button, right? What I need to block him for? Do you, I mean, did you like the conversation? Did you like him keep hitting you up? I mean, he ain't do nothing to me, like, but like. I mean, but how'd you feel about him keep hitting you up, continuing to hit you up? I didn't have nothing to talk about. It's like, why are you texting me? Did you tell him that? No, because he ain't do nothing to me, but like. But if that's how you feel, you should, <laughs> that's you should ask mean. him that. Like, I'm not gonna... That's not mean. That's a question. I think I said one time, like, why do you keep hitting me up to not talk about anything? Like, it'll be dumb. Like, it'll be like, what's up? I'll say, hey, what you doing? I'll say whatever, and the conversation's about over. And what'd he say when you asked him why he kept hitting you up? I don't remember. Or we can't be friends or something. (laughs) Everybody not your friend. Like, I (laughs) I don't believe in that. Do you think it's possible to be strictly friends with an ex after a breakup? This is, like, situational. And it depends on a lot, a lot of things. So, like, it depends on how long you was in a relationship. Um, and it depends on the people. Like, if you was in a relationship for, like, five years and it was, like, real serious, it's going to be hard to be friends with that person, I think, after the relationship ended. But if it was, like, a short thing, like a year or something like that, a year around that time, yeah, you could be friends with that person. Pretty easily, if you you can be friends with that person, if it was just like a year relationship, a short relationship. I think it depends on how strong the feelings were, how long you all were dating or in a relationship. But like, what do you, do you tell your next partner about that ex? If it was that one year one? Well, what are, well when we say friends... What are we talking about? Like, you can go to one another's events. You invite them over to events. You communicate, text every now and then. Like, there's no beef. Like, you all talk, hang out. I mean, as long as we seeing each other, like, every now and then, hanging out every now and then. I don't think it's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I would. I think I would communicate that to my next partner just out of courtesy. But um I don't think it's anything wrong with hanging out every now and then. As long as it's in a group setting. If you're going on like single one-on-one like <laughs> dates basically, then you're not over that person. I've heard like men don't really want to 
hear about their partner's past relationships too much. I mean, I don't. Why? What's wrong with that? What's the point? Well, so that you know, like if you're in a situation with the next or you like, you know, is that not a thing? Like you don't want to know? I don't want to know. Like, what are you going to tell me? Like, you going to tell me? I don't understand. What are you going to tell me? We used to date like this was like, I used to date him. Yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, we yada. We broke up because of blah, blah, blah. I don't need the yada, yada, yada. <laughs> like, like, it does. I don't, I just don't feel like it needs to come up. Sometimes, though, knowing the person's past can help you understand their present. I think it's similar to knowing about their childhood. Like, all their life experiences shape them into who they are presenting to you right now. So if I'm talking to someone and they're sharing things about their past, then I feel like it's information that I'm interested in knowing to a certain degree. If the conversation about the ex comes up for a reason and it's like casual conversation, the conversation is just flowing... Yeah, I can understand that. But if you just bring it up out the blue, I don't need to hear that. What if she asks you about your exes? You're not going to follow up to know about. But Yeah, but that's a conversation that's just flowing. I don't know why she asked me about my exes. Why not? So that she's aware of what's going on. What's going on? I'm not with them. But like people still be communicating. Like we said, like people still be communicating to their exes. I didn't say that. I mean, you don't need to know about the whole, whole relationship or whatever, but you can know, like, I dated so-and-so, so-and-so. If she, if it's coming up in conversation and she asks me who I was with, I'll tell her and I'll tell her why we broke up, but it's not just going to be an out the blue thing. Like, But I'm oh, saying let's... you don't want to know her past. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I care. just think that's weird. Like, guys, like... I know I have a friend, her ex, she has a new boyfriend, her yeah. ex, Remy texted her like, yo, <laughs> I still want to marry you, get back with you, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Is, you wouldn't want to know that her ex just said that to her? I mean, yeah, but that's something that comes up and it's like, it's kind of like organic, like, okay, your ex just texted you, now I got a bunch of questions, but I don't need to know that. I don't need to know that just out the blue. What about if she going to a situation, she's going to an outing with her friends and one of the guys that's there is someone she used to date. Should she tell her boyfriend that, hey, I'm going to hang out with my friends, just FYI, me and him used to date for a year or so? She could say that. But if she doesn't bring that up, are you are you upset? No, I mean, unless she goes back home with the person. I don't, care. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's weird. Like, I don't care, don't but really... I mean, I do appreciate the communication and being upfront. So, I mean, I have more respect for you, more trust for you if you say that upfront. Versus not saying Versus not saying at it at all, yeah. But you would never have found out. I wouldn't have found out unless something happened. It's, it's it's weird how guys don't really care about details too much. I mean, because I had a situation in my past where this girl I was talking to, and uh, and it happened a lot, but she was just talking about her ex and, like, all this stuff, like, like their history. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, I thought you was talking to me, so why you keep talking about your ex? She wasn't over him. If, Obviously, if, if people keep bringing up their exes unsolicited, they're not over. Obviously, I thought we was having a conversation about the movie we was watching. 
And then the ex would come up? Yeah. Like, oh, I watched this movie with him. Oh, God. Like, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a red flag for sure. Why do you think it really works out with people being like strictly friends with their ex? I think it's because of like, usually someone still has feelings involved. But usually like, the people you date, they're usually, kind of, or they should be like your best friend, right? So like, I think so. I mean, that's not the case all the time, but like, it should but be. But there should be like a foundation there, like. A friendship. A genuine bond. Yeah, you know, so like, yeah. like that's your friendship. I don't know, like breaking up with them, you're losing your lover and your best friend. I think once feelings are gone, though, the friendship can happen. But, like, doesn't that just make the feelings come back? I think it's something that got to be revisited, like, later on down the line. Like, you can't break up and then just go immediately back into being friends. You kind of got to take some time off from each other. I don't know, however long that may be, and then kind of try to revisit the friendship later on. I think that's the only way that can work. That's the only thing that's making sense in my mind right now. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. But I think if a person has moved on with a new partner, I think it becomes complicated on still being friends with someone like that. If, If the person you broke up with found a new, is in another relationship... Oh, yeah, you just got to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sucks. You just got to let that go. You're not trying to ruin relationships. Yeah, it just looks nuts with the new the new relationship. Yeah, that's a red flag, too. Yeah, you don't want to come back to your partner and be like, oh, yeah, I'm about to go, uh, me and my ex, we just you know started talking again. <laughs> I'm about to, we're about to go to the movies. You don't want to do that. Nah. Like, you can't. You got to let that go. <laughs> All right. So let's dive more into life post-breakup in the part where you start talking to and entertaining other people. What's your thoughts on getting back in the mix right after a breakup? What's right back into the mix? Like, how long are we talking? Say you with somebody for, like, three years. hmm Y'all break up. You start talking to somebody new within three months of that breakup. Three months. I think the cutoff is three months. So like you gotta let three months pass because three years is that's a that's a decent relationship. Mm-hmm. You gotta let three months pass, and then I think you can get back into it. I think that's a little early. Three years and you only need three months recovery. You're not over that January person in three March. months. You know it takes half of the time you were together to get over someone. Why? Who said that? Science. Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's true. I believe in that. It takes half so the time. So a year and a half. Mm-hmm. It takes a year and a half. Now, I do think... I don't know about that. I know some people, though, that be like talking to other people to speed up the process. I think that's real, but I think it doesn't last for too long. Talking to other people to speed up the process. The healing process, right? You talk to other people to keep your mind off of your ex. Well, that's not a good idea. But people do that. Like, I know this lady, she's older than me. She was dating this guy for seven years, lived together, everything. So, in science, so for science, it's supposed to take her like three and a half years. years. Mm. That's not right. But go ahead. They were were dating seven years, living together. They broke up. She got a new boyfriend, moved in with him. 
After how long? Less than a year, I'm thinking. But she said her and her and her ex are still friends and they still talk or whatever. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like what? Like I don't. And she was like, she told me though. She said, I think the best way to get over somebody is to get somebody new. You just gotta keep yourself busy like that. I, I don't agree. She don't got no hobbies. She has a lot of them. She does it with her new person. Though. Then why can't anything keep her busy? She needs some solo hobbies. I'm just saying, like, but you say That's it only not... takes three months. Well, I was talking about a three-year relationship. It's the same. But you said seven years, so now I'm thinking probably like six months or something like That's that. That's not enough. I said less than a year. But she's doing it. She's talking to other people to keep herself busy. That's what a lot of people do is what I'm saying. But I don't think that's right. I don't either. Like, you just wasted people's time. But no, you could genuinely like somebody new, but like... Oh, I thought she was just... Nah, like you can actually like somebody new, but I don't think you're fully over your ex yet. So what do you do? You compare them to Yeah, your that's ex. what you're doing. Do you think you, people are just going to compare the new person to the ex anyway? No. If you like genuinely have um, moved on from that person, accepted the fact that y'all broke up, moved on, and you on a bigger and better things, then you don't have to... You're not necessarily going to compare your next relationship to your previous one. I think you compare them to the person. Maybe not like the whole relationship, but if it's somebody that, if your ex is somebody that you like, especially if you're the one that got broken up with, if you're ex and you wanted them back or still wanted to be with them, if your ex is somebody that you really liked or whatever, I think you compare regardless because you know it was with them that you found out what you like, what you don't like kind of thing. How you like certain things done, like I think naturally you just you're gonna compare whether you're over them or not. Okay. Cause like I was talking to this one dude that I did not like. And I didn't realize how much I did not like him until I started talking to somebody new. I was like, <laughs> damn, I actually really didn't like him. Cause I like the new guy. Yeah. And so with him. The next person will be compared to him because I like I realized how much I liked him. Yeah, but for me, I try to like separate my relationships, like who I'm talking to. Like I don't want to compare people because I don't think that's fair to you know one person or the next. That's not fair. Like one person can do X, Y, and Z well, and the other person does A, B, and C well. But I but just because they're not the same, I'm not gonna compare them. I don't think that's fair. I mean, I agree, but I think just naturally it, it happens sometimes. Yeah. It's inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> but I just try not to do it. I try to, if I can, if I'm conscious of it, I'll try to avoid comparison and just you know, everybody's their own person, so you gotta treat them like that. You seen a movie about last night? Yeah. You know the scene when Michael Ely was in the elevator with I don't know the real name of that girl he was with. The girl he was dating in the movie. And she was like, I'm not... I don't remember the girl, Michael Ely's ex. She was like, I'm not Jackie or whatever her no, name was. No, I wasn't Jackie. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> it was Paula Patton, whatever her name was in the movie. She was like, I'm not her. Stop comparing me. Yeah. I think that shit happens. Especially That's when like a severe case, though. Because the ex name came up a lot throughout that movie. Did it? Yeah. I can't think of the name right now, but her name came up a lot in that movie. It was kind of weird to me. 
Because he was in a, in a whole nother relationship. So it sounded like they was talking about the ex a lot. Like that was the topic. So of you're a lot saying of their that he wasn't over the ex? No, I don't think so. Because didn't the ex show up to like. And a, he didn't do nothing with her. Yeah, she showed up to like their house party or something. That she, he took her home because she was drunk at his bar, maybe. And the new girl found out. And she was like, Did you do anything with her? And then Michael Ely was like, No, but if I wanted to, I could have. Oh yeah, because like yeah, the movie's coming back to me now. But she was the uh, the new girl. She was like real insecure. That's what it was. Yeah, she was okay. I agree. Because everything out of her mouth was about the ex. Yeah, she was talking about it. He, I don't think he was talking about it too much. But anyway, he. But he, in that moment, he did compare her to that, to his ex, because of the, what he experienced. With the ex, showed up with the new girl. And so he took it out on her when really she didn't even really do nothing. Well, she didn't even know that was like a trauma thing for him or whatever. I don't remember what the situation was. Well, if your negative experiences are showing up from relationship to relationship, then yeah, that's that's like the source of comparison a lot. When it's negative? Yeah. Because if you're continually having negative things show up from person to person, you know, that's going to affect. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What do you think you should do in a situation if you just got out of a relationship and come across someone real cool that you like or are interested in, but you know you haven't fully moved on from your ex? Or you haven't done the necessary work on how you need to better yourself individually? What do you think you should do in that type of situation? So, have the three months passed? Nah, in your case, no. Dang, so Say it's, it's like, like it's a, it's month like one. A month. Oh, but wow. you met somebody like real cool. You're interested. You can't do that. You can't do what? You can't do that. You can't entertain that person. It's just, it's not going to go well. But you only need two more months and you all right. I know, but it's still month <laughs> one. I can't jump into it early. I mean, you're not I jumping into a relationship. You could be like building a friendship and getting... To know the person. Yeah, you can do that, but you got to communicate with that person up front. Like, yeah, I just got out of a relationship, um, you know, like a month ago. I'm not really ready to jump back into it. And if y'all are both, like, on the same uh, level of understanding, like, yeah, let's just take things slowly and see where it goes. And, yeah, you can go that route, but you can't just jump right back into a relationship. Y'all both got to be on the same level of understanding. And realize that, you know, it's going to take some time. Yeah. I think everybody comes into your life for a reason. I think it's important to communicate where you are and what's going on to give the other person a chance to decide on what it is that they want to do. Because if you don't, like, that's selfish. You're just stringing them along. You don't even know how long it's going to take you to get over whoever, your ex. So, like, that's selfish. And write this down. Hold on, let me get my pen out. (laughs) What I want to say is you can't build on a foundation of a broken heart. Did y'all get that? You can't build on a foundation of a broken heart. Right. What movie you get that from? This is from me. So you (laughs) (laughs) I heard this in a movie. Ah, you can't build on a foundation of a broken heart. I heard this in a movie. (laughs) So you can't you can't do nothing with that new person until you get over the act. So what if you're not heartbroken though? You get the metaphor. 
Uh, so I think it's important to just be honest and let them know where you stand to give them a fair chance to make a decision for themselves. Yeah, you don't want to be selfish. Dang it. You can't build on the foundation of a broken heart. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm about to Google that. Because <laughs> I know I've seen that somewhere. Uh, all right, so before we wrap up, I have one more question that I'm just curious about. I've been asking a few of my friends this, so I'm interested to see what you pick. Do you think it's harder to get over someone that you have a physical connection with and enjoy being around or someone that you have more of an emotional connection with that you enjoy talking to? The physical thing is like you all are attracted to one another. You have a good time hanging out in person. It's cool. It's fun. But it's all surface level, like the conversation. But you have fun together. The emotional is like, mm, me and you connect mentally, emotionally. I enjoy talking to you. We have deep conversations, X, Y, and Z, but we don't really see each other like that. Like you don't, you don't, you don't really see the person as much. Oh, I'm gonna go with the emotional connection then. You think it's harder to get over that one? Yeah, cause you, I mean, you can always later on down the line start seeing a person more. And then if you're connecting on like that deeper level, you'll have a a good time in person. Like you'll enjoy hanging out with that person. The surface level stuff that that'll fade eventually. It's not always going to be there. But I as mean, long as you can, it, it's still fun though. It's fun, but it's not like like they're a fun person. Like you're having a good time, but like yeah, but it's a lot of fun people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun people. You can find that anywhere. Okay, would you rather be with somebody fun or funny? What's the difference? If you're funny, that's fun. <laughs> that's not what I asked. But that's what they're the same thing. What if they're not fun? They're just funny. I think it's the same thing. So I don't really know how to answer but that. But you could be fun and not funny. Right? Yeah, I mean, because a lot of people are not funny. Right. But they're fun. Yeah. Some. Yeah. But you'd rather be with the funny person. Yeah, I mean, I like laughing, so... I agree. I think funny is the right answer. All right. So we're going to end on that. So as always, we'll wrap up with the final two cents. So for me, my last two cents is to give yourself time to heal. Don't use other people to distract you from your healing or to help you move on. And when you're healing, I think that you hear and see things differently. You're able to reflect on the past relationships or situationships and notice the things that you didn't really care for about that person, which hopefully helps you with the recovery process. David, you have any two cents? My two cents. I don't think you can expect people to feel like they owe you something. Sometimes the disrespect is all the closure that you need. Just roll with the punches that life gives you. Things don't always come easy, and you can't expect people to always do right by you. Always look within yourself first. Focus on yourself, and you'll be presented with what is for you. That's a good word. That's all I have. (laughs) I like it. All right, and I want to thank you, David, for joining the podcast and giving your thoughts about breakups and breakup recovery. I know you don't have any social media, (laughs) but I wanted to give you an opportunity to shout out your business. Well, yeah, like I said, I do a lot of like 
development, um, coding and stuff like that. So I'll be doing websites, freelance websites, doing web apps. I'm trying to get into mobile development too. Um, I don't really got a business name yet. I don't got a website out because I need a new computer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, so his personal website for his web development services is currently under construction, but you can definitely reach out to me through the contact form on my website, and I'll be sure to let him know. My website page is www.tryandseesomething.com, which he created once again and did a great job on. But yeah, this concludes season one. I want to thank everyone that tuned in this season and to all my guests that were featured on the pod this season. I've been thinking about doing a little reunion with all the season one guests, so I'm going to get that out to you all in the next few weeks. In the meantime, if you all have any questions that you want to ask specific guests from this season, then send the questions through my contact form, which you can find on my website. Or if you have any general questions that you want to be asked in a group setting, then you can shoot them on my contact form as well. Once again, my website page is www.tryandseesomething.com. Also, go follow the Instagram page at tryandseesomethingpod so you know when and where the reunion is going to drop. And yeah, that concludes season one of Try and See Something. Thank you all for tuning in. I'll see you all next season. You said that we can't make it. I'm pissed, girl, I can't take it. My friends ask me if I'm straight. I said I'm good, I flake it. The distance where I hate it, but you claiming that it's needed. So I focus on my art. That's the one thing I believe in. Now I'm over you. A different season in my life. More focused on loving me. Yeah, I turned my wrongs to rights. Yeah, I fought my inner demons. I found purpose, I found reason. I found I ain't even need you. I found me was all I needed. Found it's okay to feel. And how we all go through our seasons. I found listening to yourself. Cause you're in the selfish genius. Found them laws of attraction. So I'm selling out arenas through it all, girl. I'm still here if you need me.